cannot run. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Mandalorian Man Presents Obi-Pod Kenobi, where today, finally, I'm here to talk to you about Episode 3 of Obi-Wan Kenobi, a day after Episode 4 was released. Yeah, I really have no excuse for the uh, scheduling, the lateness the tardiness, the um, lack of a new episode. Uh, I've been busy. I've been a busy boy, but it's like, you know, spending time with my family or doing my job. Those things are getting in the way of me podcasting about Obi-Wan Kenobi. Preposterous. I mean, there's also the fact that I'm doing other podcasts at the time, at this time, that are biting into my schedule. Um, and I'm letting Obi-Wan be the showby one that I'm um, blowing offy one. I don't know if that worked. It, it felt, I felt like I was forced. But let's not waste any more time. Let's talk about this episode. This was, this is the funny thing. This is the one where um, for the past week, my friend has been bugging me. You watch it? Had you watched it yet? It was like, the, the ending's like, did you watch it? It's awesome. No, I, I can't believe you haven't watched it. I'm like, dude, I just haven't had a chance to watch it. All right, man. But that all is out the window because I watched it and I'm ready to talk about it. Took no notes. I, I do have it in front of me on the screen just to kind of remind me of what I just watched five minutes ago, because that's where uh, my brain is not, you know, uh, always functioning at the, what is it? They say they, people use 2%. I think I was told I use 2% of my brain, right? That's what most humans do. Anyway, let's jump into it. We we pick up pretty much uh, where we left off with Obi-Wan and Leia in that transport. And uh, we have 
Obi-Wan just kind of thinking about the fact that Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader, Lord Vader, is still alive. And we get a cool shot going back and forth between Obi-Wan being like, oh no, what what have we done here? Because that's exactly how he talks. And we're seeing um, Anakin kind of being put together as Darth Vader. Like I guess he's, he was Lord Vader before the burning. But um, we get a more detailed like uh, build of it's almost like putting together a, a model. You gotta click the legs in, click the hands in, put the helmet on, everything just to get him going. Once he's once he's plugged in, he's good to go. But I put it this way: the force is so strong with this dude, he doesn't need arms or legs. Because did it show that both his arms were uh, not there? Right? I remember as a kid, I thought, oh, he has a he has a fake hand just like Luke Skywalker has a fake hand. He's got a lot more than just a fake hand in this movie, in this TV series. Um, but it's it's Darth Vader, all right. We got Darth Vader. We got they. He has a little flashback of you know them being on Mustafar. See, huh? You didn't think I knew that one, Mustafar. Uh, we get to see uh, Darth Vader in his his office, I guess you could say. You know, the uh, he's in he's in his office playing with his doll, sir. I'm sorry, wrong movie. Uh, wrong, wrong, darked, helmeted person. He's being visited um, through a hologram of the third sister who's talking about how, uh, you know, he got away. And, you know, he's like, I think he said, you, you know, you're, you're, you're too into this. You're disobeying orders. He, he's basically saying, I know you want to be the Grand Inquisitor. You know, just do your job and you'll get, and you'll get it. <laughs> All right? Just... Um, but he kind of puts her in her place, if I'm remembering correctly. And, you know, we go back and there's Obi-Wan and Leia and they're talk. She's asking about the force and he talks a little bit about what do you say? Like, uh, if you, when you're in the dark and then the light comes on, that feeling of safeness, that's kind of what the force is. He fixed her little, uh, doll, the little Lola thing. And then they get dropped off. Well, they didn't get dropped off cause they, they kind of, um, they were stowaways, so they sl- they slunk off the transport ship that was bringing, I don't know, stuff to this planet. It's not quite a desert planet, but it is fairly desolate. Him and Leia go for a walk, and he explains to her that, you know, everything here was, um, you know, was nice. There were families, there were trees and lush areas, and then the Empire came in and ruined everything. And Leia's like, I thought the Empire was good. I thought that was a cool little thing. It's like, well, some people are trying to make it good. Your father for one of them. But, uh, you know, there are others, not so much. And then he gets a little vision. We get our first kind of good shot of classic Hayden Christensen. They did a pretty good job of making him look, you know, like he did at the end of uh, episode three. And he's looking at at, at uh, Kenobi like, you, I'm going to get you. But it was just a vision. So now uh, Obi-Wan's kind of having visions of Anakin. I don't know how long the transport was, but... The fact that this information has been given to him, it, you know, after 10 years, he's thinking, oh, my God, uh, my best friend's alive. We cut over to, I think, is it Darth Vader's little uh, office space? I don't know what it is. Is it the base that Darth Vader lives on? I really don't know the answer to that, but it's where the third sister and the second brother and maybe the second sister. I don't know. 
the names keeping up with these people. I don't know. And they're like, you know, we're, we're going to do it this way. And she says, uh, you know, I know this already. Lord Vader already told me I'm in charge of this. And there's that guy who's Han from Fast and Furious, but he sounds like Dr. Claw. He's like, I'll get you next time, Gadget. And he's he says like, I'll get what's deserved of mine. And the third sister's like, I'm going to get what's deserved of mine. I'm going to I'm going to um, impress Darth Vader more than you are. I'm not sure I love the the two of them being like the ch- they're like petulant children trying to impress dad. Um, oh, Darth Vader has the son and daughter he never had or he didn't know he had. <laughs> so I think she she like orders off uh, these like trackers to go out and I guess track the uh, world, the worlds to see if they can find. Um, oh, they're all those, you know, those. We see them later. We saw, I think the first time we saw one was Empire Strikes Back. All those those things that track. I don't know if they're called trackers. I don't know what the hell they are. But over back on the planet that they're on, and they get to the spot where they're supposed to be meeting the Mr. Smuggler Man, Smuggler, and they're not, the guy's not there. So, you know, Obi-Wan's thinking they got uh, stiffed, stood up, and Leia sees this transport coming through. She approaches the guy. And he kind of looks like, I don't know, like an an anteater, aardvark-faced guy with, like, little things coming off his face. I don't know what the hell it is. He has kind of a... The, when I heard his voice, I thought, oh, that's got to be somebody. I just looked it up, and it's Zach Braff of Scrubs and other things. I, I mean, the guy's been around. He's done stuff. He's still mostly known for Scrubs, I would think, at this point. But... He picks him up. Obi-Wan notices an emblem on the back of this guy's truck. I'm assuming that's the Empire emblem. I don't. Did we ever see that before, you know, like in a movie? Or maybe in one of the expanded Univi. Isn't that the, the plural of the universe? Univi? But they get on this thing. And he's basically just like, come on, I'll bring you into town. And, of course, they don't get too far until he stops and picks up a few uh, stormtroopers. And... These guys are just, you know, they're just kind of soldiers that work for the Empire. They're they're looking for Jedi, though. And they're on the truck with, now they're on the truck with Obi-Wan and Leia. And they're just like, yeah, we're looking for Jedi. You see anything? He's like, no, I haven't seen anything. And they're talking about they're just um, father and daughter, farmers. And, you know, they, oh, tell us your story. That's a long story. And then Leia chimes in. like, oh, my mom died. You know, um, he was showing me, I think, where they where they were before. I don't remember exactly. Doesn't matter, really. The point is, is they she made up a story. He went along with it, but then he calls her Leia. And they're like, wait, you said her name was something else, Lala or something. And he's like, oh, it's her mother's name. And sometimes when I look at her, I think of her. And Leia picked up on that. It seemed to work um, with these guys for a few minutes. And then they went on their merry way and everything was perfect, right? Sure, sure, sure. But when they left, Leia was like, um, you know, you knew her, didn't you? Are you my real father? He goes, no, I wish I were. Um, I wanted to be, but, you know, that your daddy, um, you know, I guess I want to say God rest his soul, but uh, I have some news on that. I'll, I'll tell you later. He never does. Uh, but he's like, no, but... You could see she knew. 
and I like how they play up the connection that Obi-Wan and Padma, Padme had. Um, that, you know, they, there was a deep friendship there. And, of course, that friendship is what led to, or partly what led to Anakin going cuckoo bananas. Remember that? that, that? He was jealous with a capital jerk. So they get off, and you think everything's fine, and they get to another like a stop, like a pit stop where checkpoint, and the driver's like, oh, no, this is typical. Don't worry about it. Everything's normal. He gets out, and he goes up to the stormtroopers. He's like, hey, you got to check out. There's some people here you might, that you might be interested in. They go check it out. They see, you know, they get off, get off the transport. Um, they bring in one of those trackers, which I think is what the third sister shot off. It gets right up in his face. He looks right into the camera, and then he goes, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and he takes out his laser gun, and pew, 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 takes these guys out. One of them grabs Leia. He's like, okay, 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 I'll put down the gun. Pew, pew, zoom, you're dead too. Shoots him, dead, grabs Leia. Uh, they, he dismantles the, the laser gate, and they, they make a jaunt into town, except they make it about, actually, they, don't, they try to make it to town. They make it about five feet and this other transport shows up filled with stormtroopers and an imperial officer. Um, the stormtroopers walk right up and they're like, get down on your knees. He gets down and then you hear pew, pew, pew again. He looks up. The imperial officer took them all out. She's like, come on, get on. There's not much time. We got a go. And it turns out she worked with the fake Jedi from last time who didn't lie. So there is a underground kind of group of people. And this is probably how... Remember, he, he smuggled those pe- that family out, even though he lied saying he's a Jedi. It seems like he really does do that. He does it for profit, but he does do it. And she's like, she takes them into town. She sets them up and, you know, let's go into this hiding place, hides them in this, this building. And she's like, all right, you know, um, this is how we're going to go through. She, she talks about, well, she, we get a little backstory of how she does the smuggling Obi-Wan notices and like all these people who smuggle write this stuff on the on this wall like you know Kilroy was here or stuff like that um, and that's where you kind of get a sense of they're doing this and you could see I think this is like the little seeds of the rebellion like this is where the revolution the re- the rebellion is born in little cells like this uh, they have a hidden room and the hidden room leads to a, a tunnel that will lead to the transport, which is how they're going to get smuggle them out off planet. Um, doesn't quite work because when they're about to leave, uh, Obi-Wan kind of oh, kills over a little. He's like, oh, my goodness gracious. What, wait, oh, I sense something. Why do I talk like I'm from, I've got a Cockney accent? He sensed something, like something overpowered him. And you know what it was? It was Darth Vader. Remember that song from the the 70s, the disco song? Darth Vader. I just made that up completely. But I bet for a second you thought, wait, I think I do remember that. So he looks out, peers through this window, and there's the third sister and the fifth brother. And I think Jan and and, and, um, and Marsha, Marsha were there too. All, All the brothers and sisters were there. Um... And then Vader comes in, like friggin', uh, like a supervillain. And he's just, he's basically, I think he senses that Obi-Wan is out there. I think. 
and he's like, I'm just going to start killing everyone around me until this Jedi, um, you know, gets off his ass and starts saving people. So he's, he's using his hands, his superpowers. He's pulling people out, raising them in the air. He's breaking people's necks. He's, he's dragging people across the ground. Just another day in the park for old Darth Vader, just pulling people along. It is pretty, pretty badass, uh, this whole thing. And he tells the woman, I think her name was Tala, he's like, you get her off. I'll be right behind you. You get her off this planet. You get her home. And he stays all behind. He kind of, I think he he knew at this point that they're there for him, so he runs off to get Darth Vader to chase after him. And you, at one point, you just see out of the blue, the, he lights up his, his lightsaber. Those sound effects are so comforting, like the, like they just feel like childhood, you know? So he, he, they're out in like, I don't know, some sort of sand mine or something. Uh, they're, you know, Darth is, you know, challenging him. And Obi-Wan's like, I don't think so. And he runs off. But Darth's stalking him. It's like Jason Voorhees. You can run as fast as you want. But Jason will just walk. And he'll walk faster than you can even run. And he'll be right behind you. While that's going on, the third sister's looking around. And she kind of senses something. Because they make a line where they say, you know, uh, Obi-Wan's like, hey, this is, you know, one of my friends. What's he doing? Oh, he helps get some of the younglings smuggled out, the younglings. They attack any, they go after any Jedi, anyone with powers now. It's not just Jedi, even even young ones. What happens to them? We don't know. Well, I think it's pretty safe to say that the third sister is one of those people, one of those kids. Now, remember the beginning we saw those kids fighting? Did they... You know, could that have been her? I, I think I, I thought that before. And I thought maybe she, that'd be too young, but maybe not. Um, they didn't make, you know, they showed that for a reason. So I wonder if that'll come up again. But I'm, I'm pretty safe to say that she is a Force-sensitive child who was taken from her family and raised in the Empire. That's just a guess. But I think it's, it's, it seems like it's heading that way. Um, so she, using her, the Force, opens the door looks around, she finds the tunnel and she starts following them. And the, the woman, Tala, now senses, so it's like, first there's three of them, then there's two of them, then she's like, she says to Leia, uh, you stay here. I'll go, um, you keep running, keep running, I'll be right back. So she runs off. And I don't know what happens to her and I don't know how we get to, uh, to Tala, but um, the, was it the end, end of the episode? Was, um, was she gets to the end of the tunnel and the third sister's there. She's like, um, the person you're waiting for isn't here, but I'll take you the rest of the way. And it's like, uh-oh, she, she, now she's got Leia. Do, 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 do. The episode ends, but part of me's like, why does she care about Leia? I thought Leia was just a means to get to Kenobi. And maybe she still thinks this is the best way to get to Kenobi, or maybe she thought you know, that Kenobi was with her, so that makes more sense. But when she just sees the kid, well, she's not going to pass it up, a chance to be evil so um, that's actually where the episode ends but come on we're not all that wrapped up in that part sure it's part of the story sure it's exciting but why don't we get to what we really care about Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader in a lightsaber fight and it's not much of a fight finally they catch up again and he's like, you can't run, Obi-Wan. Wait a minute, let's see if I can do a Darth. 
You can't run, Obi. No, I can't do it. Uh, you can't run. Nope, nope. I'm, I'm keep trying, but I can't do it. But it's like you know. Let's see. Uh, CNN. Okay. Everything the light touches. All right. Okay. You can't run, Obi Wan. No, no, no. I lose it. Uh, anyway, um, they finally catch up, and Darth Vader kind of beats the crap out of Obi Wan. He says, "You're rusty." Obi Wan probably hasn't fought, hasn't used his lightsaber, hasn't really done a lot of, of Jedi stuff, or using the Force all that much because he doesn't want to attract unwanted attention. So when it's finally time to fight. He's a little rusty, and Darth Vader pretty much kicks his uh, Jedi ass. Uh, you know, he burns him on the shoulder, he gets him a little, but he never kills him. And then at one point, he he drags all these coals or something all over the ground. He holds uh, um, Annie, um, Obi-Wan up in the air using the Force, puts all these rocks on the ground, lights them on fire, and it's basically like, oh, you left me to burn? Now it's your turn to burn. He's like, now it's your turn. Nope, nope. That's trying to. That's almost like Optimus Prime. Throws him in there, and now Obi-Wan is burning. Uh, uh, but it's not, his face didn't burn or anything. His arm was burning like crazy. Um, and he, But he wasn't ready to kill him. He's like, your suffering is not over yet. And he, he uses the force to drag him out of the fire. That girl, Tala, there must be another way out and another way in because uh, third sister got to one end. Tala got out without them, without them even crossing each other's paths. She, they, the stormtrooper is about to go pick up Obi Wan. She shoots some of them, uh, and then she lights the, the lights the flame up so high that they can't get through. She sends this robot dude that I forgot to mention. She has a robot assistant who's friendly, but he doesn't talk. And he goes and picks up Obi Wan, gets them, gets him to safety. Uh, and she's like, come on, we're going to get you fixed up. He's like, oh, I'm burnt. Uh, but that's pretty much where I left it. Like, it showed Darth Vader staring into the flame and then turning and walking away because he couldn't get to him. This time, I'll get you next time, Obi-Wan. Next time. Oh, wait, that's, I'm sorry, that's the third brother. Or the fifth brother. Or one of the brothers. Who can keep up? Um... The whole thing with the brothers and the sisters and the... They, they're fighting for power and they're trying to get Kenobi. That's okay. Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, keeping, you know, spending time with Princess Leia. I like that a lot. The stuff where the woman says she's going to be quite a fighter someday. He's like, yeah, I think you're right. But the real juice is in that Obi-Wan uh, Anakin connection and reunion. I mean, the first movie where Anakin and Obi-Wan were together, Anakin was a kid and Obi-Wan wasn't really into it. He, he listened to Qui-Gon and started training him. The second movie, they were, you know, pretty good pals. But um, the third movie is where they were like, you see, they were really close. And then the, the uh, Obi um, Anakin went to the dark side, started getting corrupted, and Obi-Wan and him grew apart. And of course, at, the point, at one point, Obi-Wan needed to take him out. He didn't finish the job, and that led to, you know, um, thousands of, of future deaths. Good job, Obi-Wan. He thought he did. He thought he did. You, so you could see the terror in his face when in the second episode he finally finds out that um, Anakin Skywalker is alive. And that's really the excitement of this whole show. All the stuff we're seeing is great, but the whole show was to see this epic showdown. And we haven't seen it 
but we saw a glimpse of it. So we saw the first, we saw the realization that he now he knows. We saw their first face-to-face or face-to-mask. We're never going to see a face-to-face. I don't think we'll ever see, you know, I don't think he'll ever look on Obi-Wan with his own eyes. Um, I saw that in the theater, Return of the Jedi. My mind was blown as a child. What was that, 82? What was I, 6? 83? 7? Something like that. What a time to be alive. And the fact that all these years later, you know, there you go, 83, right? 83 was it? I'm going to say 83. Uh, Return of the Jedi, done. Okay? James Earl Jones is still kicking. He goes off and does a bunch of other things. He's he's freaking Mufasa, actor, actor extraordinaire, Field of Dreams, The Sandlot, a bunch of other things. And the, se- the prequels come along. He's probably thinking, all right, all right, we're going to see this guy turn into Darth Vader. Well, we're not going to see him turn into Darth Vader. We're going to see him at the in the last five seconds. What happened to Padme? No. So, like, James, we need you back. All right. Wait, this is what I'm saying? Um, okay, I'll do it. But think about that. That's even 17 years ago. So then that's like, well, it was fun while we're doing it. And then maybe, I don't know if he did voices for video games. I'm not sure about that. But 17 years ago... Is the is the episode three, and then they're making new ones, and he's like, "Ah, oh, damn it, my character's dead." But then they make a prequel called Rogue One, and he gets to come back again. Like, okay, cool, cool, cool. And then they're like, "Thank God, this guy is still kicking and still healthy, and his voice still has the timbre. He still has a very strong voice because he's back in this one." I don't know if they did any effects to it. I don't know if they if they always did effects to it, but he sounds friggin' great. And it's the the voice. That's the thing. It's like, okay, Hayden Christensen. Maybe he's in the suit. They probably have him in the suit. Um, and he's we've seen him in the tank. We've seen him get put together. But when all the talking's happening, it's James Earl Jones. So I feel like we have to see him without his mask. We have to talking. Um, it would make it would only make sense, but the just the sound of the lightsabers, the the the, the breathing, the I mean, for years, kids were doing that. I was doing that, and then of course, the voice, all of it just just was uh, a nice, exciting, fun um, moment. In the middle of the series, we still have three more episodes. Well, some of you only have two more episodes because I am behind. I promise I'll catch up. I promise that this ep- that the show, the podcast, will eventually catch up to the show. Will it be right away? Maybe, maybe not. But um, I am excited and thrilled to see where this goes next, uh, and I look forward to finally talking to you about it. And I think I'm done. I think I think I did it. So uh, listen, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Geek Mentality. The Facebook page is Fans on Experts. I don't use it a lot, but right now I'm posting every movie that I do for Movie Month because over at Geek Mentality, it is Fans on Experts Movie Month, my ninth year. I do a podcast every day about a movie that I watch. I watch one movie every day that I've never seen. And uh, today, June 9th, was uh, The Atom Project on Netflix. I enjoyed that movie. Uh, and I'm doing my Stranger Things podcast. Everything you can be find at fansnotexperts.com. 
Uh, and of course, oh, I do a movie podcast with my friends called Fine Movies, Fine Spirits. The most recent episode is on old school. We have an episode on Die Hard that I, we recorded and I have not gotten to yet because I am a lazy bones. But that's going to be the next episode. Uh, my friend was here for that. We recorded it on my back deck and we had some fun. So I think that's it. I think I'm done. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. And until the next Obi-Wan Kenobi, my friends, Obi-Pod Kenobi, my friends, may the Force be with you. Fans not experts.